not every day that we drink Starbucks at Exordia Creative, but when we do, it's typically to celebrate a deal. Jared doesn't have his nitro cold brew, or I would. Uh, Cheers. Anyway, guys, we're celebrating a, a big meeting we just had. We landed the client, which is always exciting. So cheers to that. I had to loosen the purse strings for today's yep. drink. Yep. Yep. So cheers. Actually, we have to start it off always, as always. Can't forget about the bubbly. Okay. Let's fire this up. ASMR. Welcome to today's episode, everybody. Um, Jared, what's happening? What's new? What's up? Um, not much. Like you said, we just got out of a meeting. So um, should we say it? Yeah. Say who it is? Uh, we can. We don't have to. Yeah. So we're going to start working with Titan Forklifts. Yep. They make their own forklifts um, here in Chatham. And we're going to help them run some targeted ads and put together some videos and stuff. So we're pretty pumped about that. We gave like a formal slideshow presentation, which yeah. we don't usually do. Yeah. It was refreshing to do that. Yeah. It's nice to do that. And I think it went well. We got them. So that's good. Yeah. We're excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Good start to the week. Yeah. And I feel like that's one part of our business too. Like a lot of people, you, you might look at us as just a video company, you might look at us as just production or just social media, but mm-hmm. it's when you integrate all of those things into one is when yeah. it, it, it really, really pays off. So, yeah. and they believe in that method and just so happen to work out that way. Yeah. We do targeted ads. We do copywriting and editing services. Yeah. We do a lot. Um, if you know of somebody who could, who could work with us, let us know and we'll hit them up. Yeah, for sure. And we'll give you a little referral bonus too. Yep. yep. What do you got on that list? We Ooh. got a topic list today. We've we got, got a, a topic things. list. You guys know I like to fidget with this little list here. So last week I golfed at Maple City Golf Course. Okay. One of our friends who's a member, Connor, he uh, invited me out. Yeah. Played. Played like absolute trash, but it was a good time. <laughs> What's your review of the course? A I've beautiful course. It is a beautiful course. We've got white bunkers. Um, the the uh, the fairways are softer than the carpet in the office here. Like it's it's insanely immaculately well kept. Um, no yellow grass. Like just impeccable. They have water stations every few holes. It's pretty sweet. It was a really good experience. Um, and we walked the full 18, which I typically cart it, but we walked and that was good. I really felt engaged in the game. And like I said, I'm just picking up this new hobby and it's been fun. Yeah, you're going a lot now. I am going a so lot. So you're going to get a membership next summer? It just, it makes financial sense. Like if I can keep going, like if I'm continuing to go this much, like all the way into the fall, I think that it makes sense just to, to do the membership at a course and pick my course that I'm going to play at. And You already go a couple times a week? Once a week at least. Yeah, it probably adds up. Right, it adds up. And I, I try to go the cheap route. Shout out to the Golf and Fun Center. That You know, they um, theirs is pretty cheap. I think it's like 15 bucks to play. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Today I'm going to Willow Ridge. It's their cheap day. It's uh, 20 bucks, I think, to play. You got options. You're a golfer in Chatham. Yeah. Congratulations. There are lots of options here. Anyway, so that's cool, man. Nice. And I think I'm going to set up a little driving range in my uh, in my shed this winter. Like a net. Like a net. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, we've got that space, and I just cleaned it out. So. Yes. Work yeah. on the swing this winter. Work on the swing and perfect it. And yeah. Come out and rock and roll. Probably putt in there too. Yeah. Do you think you could write off a golf membership for business development? <laughs> Maybe. Denise, if you're watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we've got some social media news, and um, this yeah. is interesting. Yeah, it is. You just told me about this a couple so minutes ago. Snapchat is introducing mini apps. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure totally what all that's going to look like or what kind of mini apps they're going to be making, but the first one they're starting is a uh, collaboration with Headspace, the meditation app. And so they're going to be focusing on meditation. Like I said, I don't really know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, 
But I know meditation is beneficial. And we did that podcast a couple of weeks we ago. We just talked about it, yeah. Like, I've been trying to do it as, as frequently as I can. And shockingly, I can actually sit there for five minutes and not yeah, of course. grab my feet. Yeah, so it, it just, and it's, I don't know if it's a placebo effect or what it is, but it, it feels good after you do it, so. I think it's going to be like an in-app experience. So third-party developers are going to be able to put together something that you can do within the Snapchat app, um, kind of like a, kind of like an API. I think it's cool. Um, Snapchat brings a lot of functionality to the table, and they always have. But I think the problem is they don't get the patenting right, or maybe it's not possible. And the bigger players like Instagram just come and and swoop up all their IP. Yeah. Like, we've seen that with stories. Twitter just started stories. Yeah, that was, you know, Snapchat, one of Snapchat's original, like, unique features. Mm-hmm. And now just to what every social media platform I can think of does stories. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because that's a really cool feature and they they were the ones to my knowledge that pioneered it and, yep. a, and a bunch of other stuff and it just gets taken away from them. Yeah. So like if I'm an, if I'm a developer like Calm and I'm putting together this thing that's just for Snapchat, I would sure like it if the other platforms were to follow suit and then let me put it on there too. Yeah. So I'm not just paying this cost to develop it for one place. Yeah. So I don't know. I like the way things are going. I wouldn't be surprised if we see this on for real on Instagram or Facebook or for real or wherever else. How often do you use Snapchat? Um, so we have a group chat. That's all I use with some for. of our friends. That's just about all I use it for. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe if I watch somebody's story, I'll hit them up or say something about it. But yeah, that's about it. I yeah. think I don't know why we don't have like an iMessage group or something like that. It is nice, I guess, to send pictures conveniently. Yeah, we've done we've done Snapchat since we, I think that group started when we were in university. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I guess it's really easy to send photos, mm-hmm. and they don't save to your camera roll, which is nice if you don't want to like clog up your camera roll. Yeah, I guess that's why. Yeah, and group messages do save. Yeah, unlike one-on-one conversation where if you don't save it, which is super annoying, but. Yeah. I guess that's part of what makes the app unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think Snapchat's still big. Like, I think a lot of younger people still use mm-hmm. it. Not that we're old, but, like, younger than us, so to speak. We've got some more social media news. What's up? Twitter. You guys might have heard of the platform right. and all the hacks that have gone on. Just to name a few of the accounts that were hacked. Apple, Joe Biden, Kanye West, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk. Twitters were hacked, and I believe it was for ra- not for ransom. What they were doing was essentially the tweet that went out. It was the same on everybody's. They were asking they for were, crypto. They were asking for crypto. Bitcoin in in return, kind. they would give you double the amount that you gave. Yeah. And so people were, I bet you thousands of people were sending them crypto. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, on the surface, if you fall for that, then I feel bad for you because you're just walking around this world with literally no no armor on. Like, yeah. You're pretty vulnerable if you fall for shit like that. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, this isn't the first time that data on Twitter has been compromised. No. And it just goes to show, like, as our world moves towards this place where we try to, like, legitimize social media and, you know, like, government-run services take place digitally now. And, like, established companies run parts of their business completely digitally, like you can move millions of dollars on a banking app, on a website, or online. And it just goes to show that, like, 
as our comfort level increases with doing things digitally, you know, I do banking, I do everything online. Are, are we really ready to make those kind of investments before getting the security right? Because this is like a painful reminder that it is still kind of the Wild West. It is. Out on the internet. Mm-hmm. And stuff like this happens at the highest levels. Yeah. It's scary. It is scary. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, uh, I echo your thoughts too. I kind of feel bad for them, but at the same time. If this were a more sophisticated scam and you could speak on behalf of like a world leader mm-hmm. or a major company yeah, or the owner of a huge company, you know, you could pull off some pretty high level schemes if you weren't just doing the old double double your money trick yeah you know you could really probably pull the wool over some eyes how do they get access to all these accounts i don't know that's what blows my mind yeah probably some vulnerability in twitter's system and if it works for one it works for multiple so they're probably just grabbing as many good ones as they could yeah crazy i guess time is of the essence so you just want as much money as as you possibly can fast so if they use a huge platform to get maybe like the dumbest 5% of everybody's audience to mm-hmm. send money. I guess it, it works good. But like if you were to craft up some DMs yeah. and try to make it look really legit yeah, and speak on behalf of some of those people, that could get really scary really yeah. quick. Huh. I have, I just came up with this conspiracy theory, but yeah. what if it's like an internal somebody at Twitter that's doing this to like show how insecure it is? I don't know. It, it could be anything. Could be anything. But... Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Could be like a spy mission. Yeah. From somebody, some other platform or something. Yeah. We've got one more topic here. What's up? Japan is paying companies to exit China. Oh, yeah. I just read this. Um, So China and Japan have like very coupled economies. Mm -hmm. Um, They're very reliant on each other. And Japan has a lot of business set up in, in China. And now the government is paying companies to... To bring their production home um, so a lot of you are like a little bit familiar with the trade war going on between the US and China right now and some other major economies are following suit like Japan is a tiny country mm-hmm. but they've got a really strong economy mm-hmm. and a really strong um, stock market yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see to see um, how this affects tech companies because there are a lot of tech companies set up in Japan and it's going to be interesting to see how the country affords it. Yeah. You know, because production is so cheap in China. We've, we've met with companies who tell us it's not ideal to um, set up their production there. But when you're focusing on the bottom line, it's a very tempting place to, yeah. to set up shop. So if Japan is going to try to subsidize bringing production back home, like I think um, Trump tried to do a few years ago, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out and how they afford it. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, tensions between China and the rest of the world are certainly escalating. And this is just another like manifestation of that. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's crazy. I haven't read anything, so I don't want to give too much on it. Yeah. Neither have I, to be honest. I am interested to see how they are going to pay for that. To have, and, and what the, like, what is the wage disparity between China and Japan? Like next level? Like, yeah um yeah no japan is a very tiny place yeah so it's hard for them to do like manufacturing and Mm -hmm. warehousing stuff Mm -hmm. you know like their big economic boom in in the 90s was technology and stuff like that it's such a small 
concentrated place that like that's the kind of work that that goes on there yeah you know what i mean whereas china has so much more land um they're able to have like big factories and and stuff like that really depends on like as much as a country can kind of choose their own fate it depends on where you are on a map <laughs> like natural resource is a enormous part of our economy here in canada yeah because we are blessed with all this fresh water and forestry and good agricultural land so like our technology sector can grow and it can get bigger but there's always going to be that big natural resource export as a huge part of our economy yeah like if you look at some of the biggest companies in canada it's the big five banks and everything else is like forestry and yeah and stuff like that yeah anyway that's that's what it's like doing business in a in a globalized world is um you know obviously we think everybody should be paid a fair wage and ethical labor is something that really needs to be considered as we have more options for production and this is something we're learning about ourselves when starting our clothing company and starting our merch is we're starting to learn about um, how you might be able to cut costs uh, going to a country like China for production, but the sacrifice you have to you have to make and at what cost that comes with. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a trade-off for everything, yeah. right? So, you know, you can take a price premium for the product and ensure that that everybody is being paid ethically and treated ethically along the supply chain, at least to an extent. Like, there's really nothing perfect. I know that's that's pessimistic, but somebody's getting the short end of the stick somewhere. Yeah. But there's a lot of trade-offs to be made. And um, there are a lot of major companies that are paying people well in the developed world and in America that are that are that are not doing that um, at other components of the supply chain. Like, for example, we look at a company like Apple where on the surface level you know people in the u.s they have nice jobs with like strong benefits everybody's treated really well here but if you follow the supply chain back far enough it gets really ugly right at like the base level so i think it's it's really important to find like a compromise where is that compromise though because everybody's compromise is going to be different yeah, I don't know. And that's kind of the the bane of capitalism is there has to be losers in order yeah. for there to be winners. Yeah. So is it, a, is it a fault of the system? Is the system just not optimized? Is there is this the best we can do with this given system? We have to change the system? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. Anyway, it's a big focus of ours for our clothing. Um, so if you see a price point that's maybe a little bit higher than you expected... We're going to we're going to justify that by by showing you what our supply chain is like, yeah, and showing you that the price premium isn't just because we want a price premium; it's because we want everybody to be treated fairly and ethically along the way, yeah. And that does come with a price, yeah. So anyway, we're excited to share like the behind the scenes with you guys of yeah. of how we go about sourcing everything as. Yeah, Jared's been doing a good job on the initial steps, as finding suppliers as, and stuff. So. Yeah, thank you. It's been really fun. Um, there are some cool ones right in our backyard, and we might share who we're who we're working with soon. Yeah. Again, a shout out to Elizabeth from Willy Doodle yep. for setting us up with some industry connections and giving us some phone numbers and websites and stuff. Yeah. That was really useful. Definitely. So yeah, shout out to Elizabeth. Shop Willy Doodle. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, guys, that's all we got on this list. Jared, is there anything else that you want to say to the kind people? I've rambled long enough on this episode. Thank you, guys. I don't think you rambled. I don't know if it was a ramble. I don't you were know. just interested. You were interested in what you were talking about, and you continued to talk Stream about Stream of it. consciousness. Yeah. Guys, comment if that was a ramble or not. I don't think it was a ramble. Okay. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time. Cheers.